church according to the changing whims of an ungodly culture. We will change that ungodly culture by the power of the immutable gospel. Welcome to the We the Exiles podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Wood, along with my co-host and brother, Chandler Wood. What's up? In this podcast, we examine Christian culture in the light of Scripture. We believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, and our goal is to help others be bold and stand firm in a world that is increasingly anti-Christ. And with that, we pray Jesus Christ may be glorified and give us wisdom to speak clearly and boldly about your unchanging truth. Well, welcome to what we could consider to be the second season of the We the Exiles podcast. I guess you could say that, Cameron. Yes, we have been on a break, uh, a pause, if you will, and we have we are now pressing play again. Yes, we had some time to step back and think through what we wanted to do uh, moving forward uh, with uh, Seeker and Servant and also continuing to do this podcast and how it would look. And so we're just going to kind of chit-chat about some of the things that have been going on um, since we last did a podcast. Our changes, which I, which I kind of feel like, if you've been a Seeker and Servant fan, or if you've listened to the podcast, we like to make changes, mm-hmm. a lot of changes. Uh, I'm hoping that these changes and the things that we've worked through of recent will kind of stay that way until whatever happens, happens. Uh, So with this podcast or this episode and us kind of coming back and doing it again, we'll kind of outline what that looks like moving forward uh, on both fronts with Seeker and Servant, which we've done kind of a preliminary explaining of this through the video that we released, which you can find at SeekerAndServant.com which kind of explains this new beginning Mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of has a bunch of information in that video. Some of that we'll kind to, we'll, we'll, we'll rediscuss in this episode as well as talk about the We the Exiles podcast itself and just what we're doing, where we're going from, from here. So as most of you that have been kind of keeping up with us, um, when we started the We the Exiles podcast, we, kind of came to this decision to kind of stop seeker and servant. We were thinking about a new avenue to take and the podcast at the time seemed like it was a good avenue. Um, And uh, we, we later realized, and that's kind of why we took the pause is that we feel like, the Lord has really given Cameron and I the gifts and talents to make music. It's always been something that we have used um, since we be- we have became Christians um, as a tool to help others to see the glory of the Lord and to worship Him through it. And um, we started to receive like a ton of messages. Um, after we had made that decision and it was kind of like, wow, we didn't really realize how many people were impacted by our music because when you're a independent artist, um, you know, people are not always reaching out telling you how your music has affected them or how God used that in their life. And so sometimes we, especially towards the end of that, that time of secret servant before we made that decision, 
it almost felt like, um, you know, why should we continue? Should we continue to do it? Um, but we just needed to pause. We needed a break to really right. null over and think through whether or not that was a good decision. And we decided that that was not the best decision and it was more kind of a impulsive thing and maybe kind of like we bit more off than we could chew with the podcast. Well, I think too, through the countless and many discussions that we've had, the difficult thing is always balancing. And I talk about this in the beginning of that video that we put out our fleshly expectations of what we want mm-hmm. from things with what God really has laid out for your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know the central pur- purpose of why we're created. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's, we get that. So I'm not really saying about that ultimate purpose, but I just mean just our individual lives. And for us, it was always a balancing has always been a balancing act, which is clear through our music, of the struggle of man. I mean, the struggle, yeah, the struggle of man and God, the struggle of flesh and our spiritual lives. And we're always fighting that, not just in the way we write and what we talk about with just our sin and who we are in light of a holy God, but also just in our, our daily lives and what we're trying to do. We have families um, we're both responsible for. And that factors into a lot of decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. And so as we continue to grow our families and move forward, it gets increasingly more difficult to pursue any avenue of music because it takes time. And it especially takes time be, uh, in a different way because it's not like with Seeker and Servant, what we're doing or any of the funds and money that we've made with Seeker and Servant has um, helped our financial state. Mm-hmm. It doesn't support us financially. Yeah, um, we. I could I could probably say that out of the whole time of doing Secret and Servant, um, neither Cameron or I have really profited anything from it. It's always gone back to recording our music or even just to pay expenses while we were traveling yeah i can say that 100 percent for sure with because i monitor this all the time but any digital sales any really sales of the music itself uh none of that has ever gone into our right the only the only money that has ever really we've ever walked away with with it going back to our to our to our lives individually is really if we've ever toured because we're on the road for a week or two at a time and you, you're able to separate that at the end and kind of say, okay, well, here's what you, your cut is and mm-hmm. you walk away with that. But, you know, since we're doing Seeker and Servant for what, going on six, seven years, yeah. we, we haven't made enough financially from even our sales of, of the music itself to be able to profit from it in such a way that it would be able we'd be able to take care of our families with that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of independent artists or, um, people trying to, you know, put out music, um, that's not 
you know, being blasted on radio or anything can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually saw this video the other day. Um, it was just kind of like a recap of the whole thing that went down with Napster, um, like in 2000 or whatever. And that was kind of the start of this idea of streaming. Obviously that was illegal, but then the world kind of had to conform to that. Mm -hmm. And now we have Spotify, which is really the like main that and YouTube, I would say is where most people are consuming music, Mm -hmm. digital sales. The the video I watched came out in 2014 and I would say that it's increased way more now, but if you're not like a, top huge artist that that has a label backing you with a lot of money to promote you and stuff really the only way that an independent artist can really make a dime in profit is traveling all the time mm-hmm. and shows or and, and that's like that. not that's not to guarantee that you're going to actually have a, a decent income but that's the only way that you can actually because people are just not really buying music anymore right. it's more like you can stream, right. um, which we know. I mean, we've never been on that side of the fence because the way we viewed the music we were making and what we were doing with Secret and Servant, obviously we had a different bent. We would always had a ministry or a ministerial look mm-hmm. at what we were doing. Uh, but with that as well, uh, we, it never really bothered us because even if we weren't making that much from Spotify, people were still being able to access it easier, Mm -hmm. which was better for us. You know, there's a lot of people who in the music industry on the more secular side of things, I would say who, you know, have had issues with that. And to some degree, okay, that's, I guess that's understandable, but you're also making already millions of dollars. So, you know, speaking as like you're speaking for the masses of musicians, even people in our world and the, in the Christian music world, it's not really, that doesn't really work because you're not really speaking for us because we don't care about the same things you do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Spotify for us has been great outside of from, from a financial perspective, which we haven't really ever cared about. Um, I've always, it's it's been easier. I've always just, um, I've always just wanted people to hear our music right? and, and that's if someone could hear our music and benefit from our music, that was, that was my goal. Yeah. And, but, um, with that being said, that's kind of, that kind of was in the back of our minds when we were kind of considering stopping secret and Servant, just because our aim is not to profit from this. Cameron and I have a separate, job of doing what uh videography that really kind of helps pay our bills but at the same time that makes it harder to continue to produce music right we can't we can't really pull because seeker and servant and this this uh other outlet that we're doing isn't really helping that venture and then vice versa. So it, it, it makes, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to, to dip into the pockets of revival house, which is our business to fund secret service, which we were doing for a long time. Yeah. That's, um, that's what inevitably would happen when we would consider starting a new, um, process of writing an album or something. It ended up being where we would come to a point where we would, have to dip in a little bit to that because 
you know, it's not like we were just making a ton of money off of secret right. servant. And it's, it's not to say either that there hasn't been people willing to help. We've, we've obviously had that, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. But the, the people that help us with, which we are so grateful for is still uh, on a very much of a smaller scale. Yeah. So it, and it's on such a, it's a smaller scale, but the, the scale of being able to, or the amount of being able to, of money that it takes to create something, that scale hasn't changed. So when you have a smaller pool of support, but you have still the same amount of money that you need to make this process work, um, you know, there's an uneven balance there. Yeah. And so we used to do the little crowdfunding things and, and we did have, uh, a lot of, I would say like early on, like with our first record into your love ago, we had, a lot more support um, because it was new. Um, but I feel like this happens a lot with people that continue to do the um, crowdfunding thing. It it almost feels like, which I don't know if this is true or not, but it just feels like we're, we're begging for money. And maybe some people are like, okay, you already asked us like last year to help fund a, another album but it's just we that's just what we knew to do because if we wanted to make music and that's the thing we want to make quality music um of course we could just record a demo or something in our house and not really take it through the process and put it out but we're just picky like that i mean we want to put out something that's quality mm-hmm. and um it's hard to because well, I always think music on whether it's secular music or, or or Christian music, when when there is money or any of those extra things at play, because any true musician would tell you that at the heart of why they're musician is to make music for others to hear. Mm-hmm. Music that they enjoy, uh, not for profit, for gain. Now, we know and see that that changes because you have to match this lifestyle that you've created for yourself as an artist or celebrity artist or whoever you are. Right. Um, that's not to negate the fact that a lot of those, these people are talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, we, it is a tremendous shift in your ideologies and how you think about what you're doing. And for me, I see, I see this in a lot of bands that we like growing up and still do how their perspective and even the way that they create music changes because they're not making music anymore out of love for it. Mm. They're making it out of having to keep up Mm. and that changes who you are. That changes the way you do things. And, and look, they're trying to make a living. They're trying to be artists. I get all that too. For us, coupling that with the fact that we're Christians who want to make music, quality music, like you said, that has a undeniable bold message that Christ is Lord and uh, who speak openly in our songs about our convictions with sin, that's just not going to be popular. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to pull in the masses mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter who you are. And we understood that. And it was never for us, it was never, we don't make music to make a point or, yeah. or to like say, we are, I mean, 
we are making a point in a way, but it was never about that for us. We just always wanted to be honest. Yeah, but it wasn't like we were making music in the light of like, oh, this is going to take us somewhere. This is going to be our big ticket. But the struggle, though, because of our flesh and having families, having, you know, as you get older, more and more expenses, um, it it gets difficult. And so that led all this together, all this discussion led us to – you know, after we started the We the Exiles podcast and we're still weighing what we were doing, still trying to fit Seeker and Serpent into that, it just got to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And we undeniably thought at that time that the best course of action was, you know, we're, we're getting older. I'll be 30 in two years. Or really, no, I'll be 30 in a year. <laughs> it's crazy mm-hmm. to think. <clears throat> the fact is, you know, because I always wanted, I, I want to make mature decisions yeah. and I don't want to always, I don't want to play a boy. Yeah. And I, I can say, I can say that I don't really think that with Seeker and Servant and the music that we make now, we have that attitude, but it's still that kind of view from the outside looking in kind of mentality of, well, man, he's in his thirties. He's still playing music. What is he trying to do? And so my perspectives and still my perspective has to greatly shift from where it even was a year to two years ago with Secret and Servant. Mm-hmm. And that's what led us to that point where we're weighing some of the things that we were dealing with along with should we continue to do music and then to a point to where, well, we stopped doing Secret and Servant, and, but we still had these songs that we wanted to write and, and sing, which we undeniably said we're we're not stopping music when we did the We the Exiles podcast full full time, but still, Secret and Servant was always still I still cared about it. Yeah, and it, it was still on it my was heart. it was hard to devote to one or the other, and I think um, we had always had this idea of doing a podcast, and I think at the time the the idea of like a fresh start really was appealing to us um, just to kind of do something new and, um, you know, kind of get creative in another way. Um, and so we'd started doing that and, and it, and it's, it was good. And I, and I don't, re- I don't regret that time or kind of making all that change and that shift. I think the Lord used it for sure in our lives because through that time we learned a lot and we gained a lot of understanding about, um, ourselves and just how we process things and um and it's hard for us because when we write something or we have something laid on our hearts this has been the case for both of us for all of our life we're very impatient because we want to it's just like the other day when we were working on some music we feel it we want to we want to instantly work on that song, get that song completed and out. You know, mm. we, we, we don't want to sit on it for six months. Yeah. Um, we don't want to write a catalog of a hundred songs and whittle them down to 40. That's just not how we work. Mm. We write songs and as we write them, we put them out. That's how all of our records have come about. We don't have like these huge catalogs of music that we sit down and we're writing 40, 50 songs at a time. And then we're, we like, well, we're whittling it down to the 10 best songs. Yeah, that's something that I really think I've I've learned more is learning to be patient. Um, because 
before it almost felt, I mean, I was very, uh, influenced by the idea of, okay, we gotta, we gotta get some new material out because our last material is kind of faded and, you know, we need, we need new content. So people are seeing it and, and just like Cameron said, we like when we write a song or something, we're like, oh yeah, we envision the end product and we want, we want to get to that point. Um, and something that we've really, uh, I for sure have really learned is like, what's the rush? There's not a rush. Um, and recording this, this new song that we just put out, um, we had the privilege of actually being able to track it here at Cameron's house, um, which is where we're recording this podcast. <laughs> and right. So I was going to say this and I mean to say it If you hear noise in the background. That's un. That's for sure my children. I have three kids. Uh, and with all the quarantine stuff going on, the coronavirus, no one can really get out and everything like that. So it's, uh, so I'm sure you'll hear some banging on different things. Probably my children coming to the door asking questions. And maybe my wife, Casey, poking her head in. That's just us. It's real. We're here in my office. So uh, just if you hear that, that's what's going on. It's very unprofessional, very unprofessional, <laughs> which it, which his office is a converted. It is. It is the walk in closet or the used to be the walk in closet for my wife and I in our bedroom. <clears throat> but uh, we don't have that many clothes. So I was like, well, I mean, that's a that's a, a bigger space that we're not making the full use of. And. Thankfully, my wife, being the gracious person that she is, uh, was like, I don't care. If you want to do that, we'll do that. So, yeah, so we've converted the walk-in closet to my office, which now we're using to record this podcast. So we were able to have enough equipment that we've accumulated over the years to track the new song, and we feel like we're going to kind of move on in that direction. Um, it's more conducive to our our lives at this point, and... Uh, it was really, it was a really cool experience just to see that we could actually get good sounds and track it ourselves here. And, um, and, and so through that process, the point I was making was, um, that was over a period of like, I would say like two months, um, of us like demoing the track and then like getting the players and, and getting individual parts maybe one one day on one week we cut uh guitars and then we didn't we weren't able to get back to it till the next week but it was really it was really a good process because <coughs> excuse me um it was a really good process because we were able to think through more each time we opened the track again um, and hear new things and really get what we wanted. And through that, I really learned the patience of working at something for a longer bit of time because you used to like the records that we put out before we would track that whole record four or five days. Right. Um, but we did, we did have the, we did work on those songs though. You know, we had more songs, mm -hmm. so we did work on the songs over a, longer period of time than just one single song however i do like the process better and i will say this kind of if you rewind just a few minutes back to what i was saying with our natures of being impatient when we put stuff out i don't necessarily think that that nature as far as 
just in the moment of creativity mm-hmm. is bad. No, I think that, that, what that I, is, but what that's I, good too. What I think was kind of what I think is better now is that we can kind of take that with who we are and put all that energy into one song at a time, track it ourselves, do whatever we want to do with it without limitation, mm-hmm. and really make what we are really proud of uh, for others to hear. Yeah. Um, and it and it doesn't and it's fully us, one hundred percent fully us without. You're really other any other input though we are we're not against any other input but it just really fits who we are and that relates to our decision making process um the impulsive decision that we made to stop seeking servant to begin with um and leading to this it, it comes from a lot of things but one of the things that comes from as well is just kind of our impatience to not really sit on something and wait. We want to like get it done and do it. And if we were going to make that decision, then let's just make it. And, um, not that that, that was completely void of seeking the Lord, but sometimes that's hard to, to know where the Lord is leading in it. And beyond us just kind of talking about our experience, I think that this episode, I hope can re- will be relatable to other people that are creatives and maybe they're freelance as well. And they, they, they're responsible for making their own, uh, their own book. And, um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to know what is the right decision and what, where is the Lord really taking you? And uh, that was the benefit of going on a pause. Right. And, and part of the decision of stopping seeker and servant or what we thought would be the right decision, because like you said, it's not like we were making the decision void of the Lord. That's not how we operate our lives. But still, learning to wait on the Lord in the Lord's timing is always difficult mm-hmm. uh, and something we always struggle with just in everyday walks of life. I mean, trusting the Lord and being a Christian in this life is hard. It's hard being a Christian that really seeks after christ in every decision that you make that requires great maturity and great discipline which to be honest we had this talk the other day we haven't really groomed in ourselves Mm self-discipline very well and so all those things factored into it and believing at the time was right you know for the decision because we had we exiled so we had this other outlet where we felt Mm -hmm. like we could be creative so it made sense um and with We the Exiles, too, again, I didn't want to do We the Exiles because I felt like we had something to say and people should listen to us. Mm-hmm. But rather, it was just a way for me to have another outlet to uh, express what I really cared about, which is Christ and his word. Same thing through music. We write about that because that's what we care about. That's what comes out of who we are as Christian men. And so I felt with We the Exiles, we could go greater in depth with that and at the age I was and... Getting older, I felt like that was a more mature thing to do. But I think all of this has really helped me have just a really right, clear picture and perspective of of doing Seeker and Servant in such a way that it really didn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we are going to continue to ask as long as we do for support which is why we have the donations 
where you can donate through our through seekerandservant.com, which is it used to be Seeker and Servant Music. Now it's just Seeker and Servant because it is a place to get everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a place to where you can download our entire work and everything from stems to all the songs to our entire library of music to all the chord charts to all the songs we've ever written. And it's for Seeker and Servant, and it's there for you to download absolutely free. And so... And that really speaks to the heart of who we are, Seeker and Servant. But with SecretServant.com, we still have a way for you to donate if you want to support. But doing it this way allows us just to do it as we're able, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah, we're writing songs. We even have songs on our heart right now that we're working on. Um, but it's nearly, it's always going to be impossible to do, even in this way, to do it from our pockets anymore. Mm. Right, and so as we're moving forward and learning how to wait on the Lord, even even better than before, even doing it this way and putting music out, it takes money, and so yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I was going to mention too, because you know, yes, we're able to um, now track at Cameron's house, um, which really doesn't cost anything. It does cost um, money to actually complete a track if you're if you're unfamiliar with um you know how the how the process of getting a quality track done it's basically you you track it down and then yeah it goes through a process um well one two some of that money is going to pay for some players players to be on the track but string players or, or extra players on the tracks but apart from that after the track is done like we recorded it um well then we we've got to get it mixed um and for us that's a real key thing to get our tracks mixed well and then we get it mastered and both of those um sometimes really cost a a a good bit right and so that's half of Half or more than half of the process right there, you know, just in and that and that's before it ever reaches the ears of anyone. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's process. I mean, if you're a, a an independent musician, you know, the struggle, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a real thing. And it's it's part of part of it. But if you're creative, you're not just whittling around in your room and making stuff. I mean, honestly, just for you mm-hmm. to make. So it's an expression. Mm-hmm. And our expression is secret and servant and the music we we write through that and but we have a clear purpose with it and what we want to do and so to summarize everything you know we made a mistake um we made a a rash decision based on impulse and a lot of the emotion that we were experiencing at the time well i would say it was kind of a mistake i think like like i said i think it I think it was good that that happened, and I think it was good that... Right. Well, I mean, I just mean kind of just like cutting... We should have just took a pause yeah, to yeah. begin with. I mean, we didn't have to just cut it dry right, and say right. that, which is where I would say the mistake comes in. I mean, we should have taken a pause. We should have taken a step back. We've never actually done that as yeah. long as we've been doing Seeker and Servant. Part of that is the impulse of trying to keep up and wanting which, to stay ahead, you know. But Which, which we, I would recommend that. To anyone that maybe you're hearing this and you say, you know, I, I've kind of been in that, you know, just kind of wondering what I should do or if I should take this route or that route, I would highly recommend just 
stepping back. And for us, that meant stepping back from posting on socials um, and or checking our secret servant socials and just for Cameron and I to just take time to really think through things and, and without, without, you know, that influence of the world and, uh, you know, pray about it, seek the Lord. And, um, and it was, you, you'll, you'll be, you'll benefit from that. Right. And it's good. So, you know, we, we got where, where we are now. We've been through that. We've done the, we, the exiles thing, which, when we were working through this, moving forward, we weren't going to just throw We the Exiles the wayside because we do enjoy going deeper and talking about our lives, not because we feel we're important, but because there's so much more that goes into what we're saying in our songs than just what we're saying in that three to four minute period of time. And so We the Exiles is always kind of a place for us to kind of break that down. Mm-hmm. But with the podcast and what we're doing with it now moving forward is that it, there's no structure to it. We're not we're not getting together beforehand and doing this pre-production thing and outlining a bunch of stuff. We may never talk about what's going on in the world around us in a sense in an episode. Or we might. We might just pick a certain topic and run on that. But it's not going to be like a set schedule. We don't have a set schedule. We may not record another podcast like this for another week or a month. We don't know. Mm. just as something's laid on our hearts and we want to we want to have that out and we want to have it for you guys to hear maybe in some way we feel it could be encouraging or beneficial then we'll we'll talk about it and discuss it and that'll really be what the we the exiles podcast is moving forward um and then on the secret servant side we're just writing music as the lord lays on our hearts working to get that out to you whenever that timing will be and, um, and yeah, and not really putting so much attention on the fact that we have to do this more yeah. so that it's a part of who we are and we want people to, we want it to, if, if for any reason at all, if people hear it and listen to it, uh, that it is an encouragement or benefit to them because it's an encouragement and it's beneficial to us. Yeah. I think it's where we where where we've come to is which we've we've spoken about all all along but it's really being fleshed out more now just really trusting the lord um you know if there's a month or two where we don't necessarily have the funds to put out another track well we'll just kind of wait until we can get the funds and just trust the lord with that uh, just trusting the lord in such a way that you know actually requires us to trust him without uh, man's intervention and it's it's awesome too because it's it's really like the whole process that we've been going through with Secret Servant just from the beginning has been a simplification process of of it all mm. I mean it's like we keep getting more and more and more and more and more away from uh any worldly mentality or ideas when it comes to making music and how that's done. And a lot of that has been really pressed upon us by the Lord or all of it has, yeah. <clears throat> uh, because it's a, it's hard for an artist to accept the fact that they're not going to do this in that way 
you know, as, as most artists would think for the rest of our lives. Yeah. It's not, it's just, it's, and for us, we understand it's not a reality. We don't have a timetable on what it looks like for Seeker and Servant um, or for this podcast. We don't have a timetable on that because what I've learned is that when I've put my own ambitious goals in front of what the Lord really wants for me, that's when the trouble ensues. Mm-hmm. That's when my conflict, my inner conflict ensues. That's when I, I overshoot my expectation with the reality of what he is doing in my life. And when we focus on that, when I focus on that, time and time again, I find myself in trouble with, um, with just, I find myself in, I really find myself more so when that happens, untrusting God, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, in my man flesh that I deserve something more than I deserve. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, the beauty of the, the song that we just put out, um, bring you praise because that's, that's the simple truth that we want our lives to bring in praise in whatever way that looks. And that's kind of, that song came out of that time when we were uh, recording the last couple episodes that we put out with We The Exiles and we were just, Cameron and I had a couple songs that we had just been writing and we wanted to write a worship, a worship track that was, that was joyful and mm-hmm. that the simple truth in that, that, that we are God's children and that he is our salvation and what joy that is. And that should prompt us to live our lives for his glory and that that's just what we wanted to say and and you know that's it's kind of like a it's kind of like an anthem of where a lot you know where we want our life to be whatever whatever the things that we do look like our ultimate goal in everything should be and we desire it to be that it would be for his glory and that through those things and through those avenues that he would be made known to people. Right. And where I'm, I'm at to right now is not just learning about the Lord or trying to understand on an intellectual level, everything that I need to understand from the Bible for my life. But learning to enjoy him, mm-hmm. because we've talked about that of recent. There has been, and because of our our kind of our background and being reformed, there's been a little bit of a struggle there that I've been. Most of it's come from my cynical nature that has developed through that. And this is not to say there aren't clear right and wrongs. We we understand that, uh, but more so just stop trying to analyze what I know about God solely through my own understanding about everything, right? Or what some other man has said. Mm -hmm. But really looking to him and learning to enjoy him again, get my true joy from Christ. Uh, 
sometimes I think it's easier, especially when you're in our background, mm-hmm. when you come from our side of the fence, when it comes to Reformed theology, to where everything becomes um, about deepness when it comes to doctrine and theology, that your life and your relationship in terms of your faith become all consumed with just that. Mm-hmm. And along the way, you're kind of missing some of that just faith like a child mm-hmm. mentality where things happen without understanding because God is God and I can believe him because he's God. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is a lot of our problems most of the time is that struggling with sin or going through our, you know, the walk in our faith when we hit a, when we hit a brick road or a brick wall, we, we, a lot of times we'll evaluate it, but we end up turning inward to ourselves to try to fix the problem. And we need to look to Christ. Right. We need to have our eyes fixed on Christ. And that's, that's said, you know, time and time again, I mean, people say, look to Christ, look to Christ, look to Christ, but really cherishing Christ and finding the, finding your joy in Christ through whatever situation that that is going to guide you. If it, if it's a sin you're struggling with, if you put your, if you find your joy in Christ and where he satisfies those longings, you are, you are more prompt to turn from your sin and to run to him and to, to be filled and with what to, he and just to provides. be and you and you're just going to be more content about the way life is, you know, even as an artist. I think being a creative, you naturally struggle with more discontentment because it's not just you're not just looking for contentment and and maybe more so speaking like just in the secular mindset, but contentment from things. Mm-hmm. You're you're looking for there's a contentment in you about being respected or understood as a creative, but that doesn't matter if you're a Christian Mm -hmm. because whether someone respects you or understands you or even gets you is not the point of your existence. Yeah. But it's hard to tell a creative that it's hard to tell myself that, Yeah, you know, it's hard to, 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 because sometimes I get, when I turn in on myself, I begin to look to my sinful nature and I begin to, think like that like I said logo that I deserve more that I am underappreciated and all those things when I when the reality is is that I don't deserve anything you know yeah. I deserve death I deserve the wrath of God and but that's only because my shifting of thought and my perspective has changed because the way I think about my life is all about me and not about Christ so my joy and everything that I'm supposed to be experiencing as a Christian is lacking because my eyes have been taken off of, of him. Yeah. And if you have followed our music, you can see this pro- progression um, in our in our writing because obviously like on our last EP that we put out, Fear of Missing Out was really about that idea of that struggle that we've had to, well, it, it is kind of a struggle of we feel like the things that we're putting our time and our effort into, if they're not reaching a certain level of success or this or that, we're missing out, you know, and, 
we're not the, the, or if we don't have this or we don't have that at our disposal, we're missing out. And where we are in our society and our culture now, if we don't as Christians take, take a step back and really land on who Christ is and find our complete joy and satisfaction and contentment in him. It's only going to get worse in our society where everything is grabbing for our attention. Um, and, and there's so many distractions out there for us and we're willfully engaging. Yeah. There's just so much noise mm-hmm. and, a lot of, I feel like a lot of what I've seen and I've done this myself, but it's like just coupling our Christianity in with the mix of everything mm-hmm. and it doesn't really work. Right. We as Christians need to be set apart and, and that includes in that we don't need to be running towards success in this life because this life is nothing our true our true home is 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 beyond this life it's with christ and we lose sight of that and we lose sight of the truth of like what are we doing here on earth right and what and and even the thought of like being a successful christian Mm -hmm. i mean that's a hypocritical statement because we can't be christian on our own to begin with right we don't we don't save ourselves Mm -hmm. and so I think, though, that is a lot bigger of a struggle than most people talk about. I would say even so in in a Reformed culture that we operate in, or a Reformed mindset that says, you know, grace alone by faith alone. But I also tend to see that it's, yeah, we believe that, but we are still determining how successful we are as Christians, or how successful we can be as Christians, by our understanding of everything mm-hmm. rather than just trusting in the Lord. And sometimes in that sense too. And, and some of the danger there too, is that we've cut off all emotion in fear that any emotion at all is going to lead us away from the Lord. Whereas, whereas part of that cut off is we're cutting off maybe some of the joy that we could be experiencing that could help us remove the eyes off of ourselves and we're on Christ because we're afraid of any emotion at all. And, and I'm learning that too, that it's a balancing act, no doubt. Yeah. It's a, it's a tremendous balancing act because we know that no part of our Christian life should be determined by our own human emotion. Mm-hmm. That's why we have God in his word, but you should feel something from God's word. Mm-hmm. You should read it and it should captivate you. It should cause you, it, it should stir your affections toward Christ. Yeah. It should stir your heart away from sin. It should. It, it is a. It has an emotional response to it that that emotion response then in turn drives you to Christ. Yeah. But if you're just trying to understand and fill yourself up with an with a knowledge to help better your understanding and your intellectual understanding of the Bible and who God is and His history and all these kind of things, yeah. then you're. That's uh, the whole point of of the gospel story is a rescue from every part of ourselves mm. it is a rescuing of who we are yeah if we have the if we have the knowledge solely without the affection for christ then what's the point of the knowledge 
the the knowledge of Christ should feel us with more of himself that we are we are turning to him right. and letting go of our life and that in turn will make you more of a joyful person um but if it, godly things godly things or things that are good can become idols too yeah and we have to be careful of that um you know I've caught myself even being cynical towards that statement, you know, that it's not, and you'll see this happen on, on very charismatic sides of the fence, but to some degree there is some, there is some truth there where it's not, you know, father, son, and the Bible, it's father, son, the Holy spirit. Now how we view the Holy spirit, there's a right and correct way to do that. But I just think sometimes that if we can't explain it within ourselves and we don't think that it's right, Mm-hmm. But that's not true because there is a supernatural element to what is going on in God with God and his word, because it is a supernatural thing that you are even able to be saved. Yeah. So you can't just analyze everything by X's and O's or dotting your I's and crossing your T's perfectly. You have to trust in the Lord and that, and that's part of your faith. Mm-hmm. That's where your faith comes from. And with that comes a peace Mm-hmm. Uh, a peace that only Christ can give you to be faithful, to continue walking forward, and to make your life an offering to him that that everything that we do in this life be for him and that be our goal and stop running a race to be successful in this life or to look like a good Christian in this life, our aim and our goal needs that to be with our eyes fixed upon Christ mm-hmm. and we're running after him. And, um, it's so easy to lose sight of that, but that's why we need to really check our hearts, mm-hmm. um, which Cameron and I have to do all the time. Um, because even as we're saying this next week or the month after, or even tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, daily, we have to be filling our minds with truth, Mm -hmm. um, but not merely just to fill our minds with truth. We want it to, we want to fill our minds with truth, with a trust. Yeah, I'm not reading the Bible. My goal and aim of reading and spending time with the Lord every day isn't just to check that box off my list. Or, yeah, or... To be a good Christian. uh, It is to actually, in a way, grow and experience God. And we we need Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. If if you don't have if you don't have your dependence and reliance upon Christ when you wake up in the morning, you're inevitably going to be lured away that day by the temptations you face, or you're just not going to have the right perspective on how you go about making the decisions throughout your day, and well, one too is, is your your joy is not going to be in what's true. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to start trying to find joy in maybe buying things or um, from the success that you can gain from whatever you're doing, your work or whatever. And that that joy is so temporary. And and that's that's I hate that feeling. I mm-hmm. hate that feeling because that only lasts so long. The the truth is too. 
We are supposed to, as redeemed children of the Lamb, we are supposed to be completely and fully content with Christ. That means that we shouldn't ever have a need for anything apart from Christ. And we should be able to rely solely on Christ for any physical need that arises in our lives. Yeah. And that should be enough for us. Every great parallel of Scripture you see, a lot of it has to do with, well, pretty much all of it is the, the, the balance of worldly submission or godly submission, right? The idea uh, displayed in treasure. Don't build your treasure on the earth where moth, where moth and rust will, will eat it, will devour it, but store your treasure in heaven, right? We have all these parallels about the greed and, and the world and how it's going to steal your soul. And this is all throughout Scripture. This is all the way back when, when the Israelites, God's own people, worshiping idols, when they were giving themselves over to a golden calf as Moses himself was meeting with the Lord on Mount Sinai. You have this amazing, powerful picture of the Lord giving his moral law to people. And at the very moment that he's doing that, you have people already giving themselves over to a worldly idol. That is our hearts. Mm -hmm. And that is why we have to check them all the time. Every moment of our lives. Yeah. And that's, that, you know, takes me back to the song that we just put out and just remembering these, these truths that we've heard time and time again in our Christian walk, but how, how often we don't sit and meditate on those truths and reflect on how amazing the Lord is. Yeah. We need to be in awe of God. I mean, just thinking about, um, we should, that we are his children that he has made us like, and we are his, if he has chosen us and, and, and pulled us from our, our, our sinfulness and our, our, well, us being dead and bringing us to life. And the fact that he, in that he is our salvation, that he has saved us. We should rejoice. We should be in all of that. We need, we need to be, and we need to stop caring about, we, we truly do. That's, we need, you know, if anything with everything that's going on around us with this virus and just the world and everything around us, the one thing that always is going to remain is that <clears throat> life, there is no, there's no hope in this life. Mm-hmm. Things can change in instance. You know, you could be here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, that's just reality. Yeah. And, we do a pretty bad job, I know, here in Western culture in the United States of putting our treasure where moth and rust will eat it. We, 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 we always seem to focus on that first while building little treasure in heaven. Like we feel like we're so much more secure here. But this virus has shown that that's not true. It's impacting. It, has, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't have uh, – it, it's, it's going after everybody. 
And why is that? And it's just proof to show you that nothing's going to save you. You can be the healthiest individual in the world and something like that can strike and everything is gone. You can have the wealthiest bank account in all of human history and that's not going to matter. You can look to scripture for a reference of that. You could read the story of Solomon and see that exact same thing played out. Life isn't a guarantee. Yeah. If if your joy is determined by how much money you have in your bank account or in your savings account or in your retirement or in your retirement or how, how, how well things are going in your life right now, whether you're healthy, whether you're, you have a great abundance of friends or anything, just fill in the blank. If your joy is dependent upon those things, there's a problem. Yeah, because your joy is not in the Lord. Yeah, and and I I I don't say that in such confidence as if like we've got I've, I have that all figured out, right. but I do recognize in myself as I've gotten older and as I've seen how the things I place my my heart into that are worldly and that are not good and how they fail me time and time again and they're not they don't bring me any more satisfaction and I'm left wanting more and I need to fill my time and my things with other things. As I've gotten older, the Lord has really been gracious to me to continue chipping that away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so important about what the Lord has done with our project seeker and servant into lead the exiles and all the confusion and, and everything Cameron and I clearly see that the Lord has continued to chip away things, our pride, our our non-dependence upon him, all those things as time has progressed. And by God's grace, we haven't turned away mm-hmm. in bitterness and that can only be explained by the supernatural work of God. That's it. That's true. And and so the reality is, the longer you're a Christian in this life, the longer you're graced by the Lord to live in this life, the reality is is that you will, because it's not your own working to begin with, it'll be a less of you and a more of Him. And if you continue on in life and you don't see that, then you need to check your heart because it is impossible to live this life for yourself while claiming to be a Christian. It's impossible. That's why, that's why when you hear from elderly Christians, eighties, nineties, they, um, they have such a, a longing for Christ yeah, they because have, they're tired. They're tired. They're uh, wore out. Yeah. They have they have gone through the 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 wishy washiness of our our they, our faith and our walk and and realize that this world is nothing. Yeah, this world truly has a bitter taste in their mouth. They're 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 longing for the sweetness of heaven and they're ready for it. You know. Uh, and may may we who are who are younger take heed to that. And don't waste our lives. Learn from learn from the wisdom of, of, of people that have gone through a lot more and 
and seek that now and, and seek that now yeah. and and don't don't waste your life don't we, waste we, your life we may not we, we're not guaranteed to even have that long so we just need to we need to trust the lord and everything and have all that you know all of this is the lord mm-hmm. god is sovereign over everything God is sovereign over everything. That all that includes how things operate. That includes this virus. That includes any major tremendous cat- catastrophe in human history. Guess what? God is sovereign over those things. We are not at the will and mercy of what we can do with our hands and what we can do with our minds and what we can do with when, together. We are at the mercy of God Almighty. And may we fear God. Yeah. May we fear God over man and put our trust and faith in him. And when we do that, and we, when we truly do that, the Lord is gracious to give us a peace that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of what's to come. We know that our security lies in the one who has made us author perfecter of the finisher of our life our faith and so that this season for us is joyful where we're excited for what the lord is going to do and we don't have any we don't have any specific expectations expectations we're just trusting the lord and trying to be right. faithful to uh do with what he's given us and um and so Biggest thirds of that for sure. If you haven't checked our new song out, Bring You Praise, it's out now on streaming services, and um, you can you can find it on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you listen to music. And um, like Cameron said, we're gonna still plan to do podcasts here and there when we when we feel like we have something on our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, to to talk about. And uh, we just pray that you're encouraged to right. The content that we're putting out, and if you would like to see us continue doing it um, and want to help us out, um, we we have two options on our website, um, which that's new too, by the way. Right, yes, yeah, so secretandservant.com. Everything is everything we do moving forward is going to be exclusively through secretandservant.com. When we release music, yes, it'll be on streaming services, but we're not going to go through three or four different digital outlets because we're not going to sell it um we're not even going to make physical copies of anything moving forward because why you know in this day and age so if you really want to support us to continue to do anything uh that's that's where you can find all of our all of everything we've ever done our entire catalog stems core charts everything and then if you want to donate to see that site continue the resources and the time that goes into keeping that site up as well as the music that we're writing and working on you can donate one time. I make a one-time donation through there um, directly, or you can become a monthly supporter with Patreon, which we've been using before. And um, that's and that's still the same uh, URL. It's patreon.com. Slash we the exiles. Slash we the exiles. Right. And, we're, and we're keeping it that way because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we are exiles on this earth, and that's kind of how we refer to our fan base and our uh, supporters is that we're exiles. Mm -hmm. And so greatly appreciate your support, um, but no pressure there. Um, Just 
if, if the Lord lays it on your heart, um, we would greatly appreciate it. And we look forward to what the Lord is going to do and hope and pray that this um, little chat has been beneficial to you. Um, keep seeking Christ, put your eyes on him and fight the good fight. Until next time, set your eyes on Christ and fight the good fight. This is We The Exiles.